0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PFM Betting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Lewis, joined by my fellow co-host, David Bierman. David, football is football, NFL is NFL, but this is not a matchup. We had Circle on the calendar going into this season tonight.
1: No, it's not, and a lot of talk was made in the offseason about the uh, increased flex scheduling that you could potentially flex Thursday night games uh, Monday night game, so Amazon's gotten that, and ESPN-ABC has gotten that. Uh, but there was nothing in there that said it could happen week five. So because no flex scheduling has started yet, uh, Washington versus Chicago is going to be uh, Thursday night football, whether you like it or not. And it gives us a little bit of a you know retro to last year when every single game was Washington versus Chicago. So uh, we're kind of used to it by now. I'm sure Al Michaels will have his – uh, tongue-in-cheek comments about how wonderful the, the game is and you know Washington believe it or not has done better than we expected and Chicago's obviously done significantly worse than people expected.
0: You know it's funny I remember after the Rams won the Super Bowl there was all this talk about Sean McVay joining Al Michaels in the booth for Amazon with how the Rams look right now and looking at the slate they've had for Amazon I think McVay feels pretty good about the decision he made.
1: Yeah absolutely and um, yeah I don't the fact that we take all these chances on guys right out of the right, right off the field, you know, you've done it with Witten done it with, with, um, with, uh, Roma, which worked out, but yeah, it's, let, let let McVay continue coaching. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive into the games. Look at the odds. It's an interesting spread for this one. The commanders are just under a touchdown favorite. I think this is, they're never going to be this high of a favorite anytime soon for the rest of the season. This is even bigger point spread than they had. Actually, it's just under what they were against the Cardinals. So they're pretty much power ranking this Bears team similarly to the Cardinals going into the season. It was at six and a half at one point. Right now, it's at six at DraftKings. The total has remained the same at 44 and a half. Each of these teams have really good offensive performances last week. But the Bears did go against the Broncos. But the Commanders did pretty much tear apart the NFC champion Eagles. Is there anything you're eyeing for this one, the spread or total?
1: I, mean, I can't consciously lay six with with the Washington team that has allowed 114 points in the last three games. Granted, you're facing the Eagles and the Bills, they still allowed 33 points to the Broncos, which as did the Bears allow uh, 31 points to the to the Broncos. Um, I, it just you can't lay with six. If if I had to choose a side in a pool, I would take the six with Chicago, but that's one of those hold your noses and and and. And hope you land on the right side. I'd be more interested in the total, and even though it's not a strong play, uh, I lean to over forty-four and a half for the simple reason that I just told you Washington has allowed thirty-three to Denver, thirty-seven to Buffalo, and thirty-four to Philadelphia. They've been in all you know all the games but the Bills game. Uh, but this is not a defense that's playing very, very good at all. We'll get more into specifically what their problem is on defense. But with a team giving up on average 35 points per game over the last three weeks, uh, it, you, you look and the, the total is only 44. And I, I get it. It's Thursday night. Thursday night games don't really go high scoring a lot. Although we did see Green Bay and Detroit go over the total last week. Um, and it's not like Chicago's offense has has been a zero. They did score 20 versus Green Bay week one. Um, and after Justin Fields and company struggled on the road versus Tampa and Kansas city, they still scored 28 last week versus Chicago uh, versus Denver. And that was actually all early. Um, Justin Fields had a phenomenal game against Denver. Uh, we'll get more into that in a minute with the player props, but I, I would lean towards the over because especially if you can do an, an alt parlay and even lower it to 42, 41, like Washington's allowed 35 points per game the last three yeah. weeks. I'm talking about a small sample size here.
0: Yeah. It's pretty funny. When I did my early picks predictions article at uh, pfmbetting.com in this game, my pick was the over at 44.5, and, and my lean was Bears on the spread. So we're pretty much aligned with that thinking there. But I'm not really going to take the Bears at under 6.5. I like having that hook now with the 6 because you never know with two-point conversions nowadays. Uh, six and 6.5 and is coming a more of a key number than previous years. And before, it was really just 7 and 7.5. And so I'm pretty aligned with you there. I don't really... Want to buy high on this Commanders team coming off a game that they that they almost won last week against the Eagles. Once again, thank you, Rob Rivera, for not going for two at the end of regulation. Really appreciate that. River so I'm kind of with you there.
1: Used to be Riverboat Ron.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think he has lost that nickname now for sure too. I'm not even sure how he got it in the first place, but I'm with you on the um. If I had to lean anything here, it would be on the over. Like you mentioned, the Bears offense they put up 20 points as the Packers in week one, and then just 27 points combined in weeks two and three, but the Bucks and chiefs have pretty good defenses so far. So maybe with a little better than they showed in weeks two for three, but maybe not as good as it was last week against the Broncos who have the worst defense in the NFL by and right now by far.
1: Yeah. And, and it's not like we ever thought Chicago was going to have a bad offense. Like you saw it last year when you let Justin Fields do his thing uh, with all due respect to the coaching. Like when you let, you let Justin cook, he, he can get stuff done. He was dynamite last week in the first half versus a really bad Denver defense. And I mean, call it what it is. The Washington defense isn't any better. If they had showed a pulse on defense last week, they would have beaten the Eagles because they outplayed them on offense. They just could not stop the Eagles when it mattered.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One concern for the bears offensively in this one is this commander's defensive line. They haven't played up to their standard yet this season. They're, in the bottom third in the league in pass rush win rate, according to ESPN.com. But they still have a lot of talent. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Jaron Payne. And we know the Bears are pretty bad at uh, protecting Justin Fields. He's not very comfortable in the pocket either for a long stretch when his first read isn't open. So that could cause some issues for the Bears. But at the same time, that pass rush hasn't really produced so far this season. So it might be a little overstated. But now let's go into the player props for this one. Pretty much every offensive player in this game had their best week of the season like in week four. I mean, Justin Fields had by far his best passing day. DJ Moore went off. Khalil Herbert went for over 100 yards. Sam Howe is extremely efficient versus the Eagles. Terry McLaurin, who always pretty much beats, has monster days As the Eagles, had a big day. And Brian Robinson should have gotten to the end zone but Then he had that fumble. Are there any player props you're eyeing for this one?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go right back to what I said at the beginning of this pod, is I'm going to concentrate on the Washington defense. Like, they're not any good. And if you actually dive into the box score, uh, week two against Denver, Marvin Mims had over 100 yards in his rookie breakout game. Week three versus Buffalo, uh, Stefan Diggs went bananas over 125 yards. And then we all saw what A.J. Brown did last week with an absurd line of, you know, 170 yards, two touchdowns, nine catches. So, receivers – have done wonderful things against this poor Washington bass defense. Uh you know, if you're going to beat the the, the Commanders you're going to beat them in the air. So I'm looking at DJ Moore. You talked about him having a great game last week, you know, the Justin Fields DJ Moore connection. The line is still low. DJ Moore is 48 and a half at FanDuel. You can get the over and considering the last 3 weeks you've had a receiver go over 100 yards easily yep. on Washington. I think DJ Moore is the receiver wide receiver one that's going to I mean, I'm only needing to get 49 yards. I don't even need to get them over a hundred. Uh, the only week that, that a, a defense an offense didn't do that was week one. When Arizona breaking in a new quarterback, who's no longer their quarterback uh, and had them bringing Josh Dobbs in there. And, and like, they don't really have a receiver that was ready to, to go nuts. Like I, I throw that out the window. It's week one, new coach, new quarterback, et cetera. It's the Arizona Cardinals yet. Arizona almost won that game. Um, Washington's defense is that bad. So I'm going to concentrate on DJ Moore over 48 and a half. And quite frankly, I was surprised that even after Justin Fields, great game last week, that his total is only 189 and a half. And so isolating that, you know, could you go over on his touchdowns? Yeah, but that's kind of fluky. Get down to the one yard line. You're not getting the touchdown. So, you know, maybe Justin Fields runs it in. So I'm going to go and isolate the passing yards and he needs 190 yards. And granted, he has not done that often this year. Except for last week, he had poor games on the road versus you said Kansas City, but this is the Washington defense. So I'm going to be over on Moore and over on Fields, and and like as soon as I'm off this call, I'm going to do the same game parlay boosted through Fadil and DraftKings with the over. On the points of 44 and a half, DJ Moore 48.5, and and Justin Fields over 189.5. And And at the end of the day, the Bears are the Bears. And you feel weird having two player props on them, but I'm isolating the defense. And I think this game, if it's gonna be a 35 to 25 game, then those guys will do well anyway.
0: Yeah. Um when you when you're making, um when you're placing SGPs as uh Kyle Sapi notes and his uh articles every week for the primetime games. It's important they tell a story, and they're all correlated. And for this one, all yours are correlated. I mean, for Fields to go over his passing yards, it probably means DJ Moore has a good day, and in turn, they go over that total. You mentioned the commander's pass defense against the more receivers. A.J. Brown last week had 10 targets, 6 catches, 147 yards against Emmanuel Forbes. He cooked Forbes so bad that Forbes deactivated his Twitter account because he was getting so much crap from the Eagles fans and commanders fans, I guess too, not happy as performance. So that's right. Not a play there. It's all not a bad play there. It's also pretty surprising that DJ Moore's props haven't really been corrected after last week. His were still lower last week, still in the low forties, but still not a big adjustment calling off by far his best game of the season.
1: Yeah. Those numbers were fairly low. And I know, you know, everybody's down on the bears and the bears might lose this game and fire everybody. And, and, and you never know what's going to happen, but a lot, is still reacting to the fact that against the Kansas City Chiefs, their offense amounted to absolutely nothing. Keep in mind, Fields got hurt, came back in, got hurt, had only 99 yards, looked terrible. But last week, granted, against Denver, but when you're discounting it against Denver, you also have to keep in mind that the Washington defense hasn't been much better. You have a Justin Fields who went for 335 and four touchdowns. I would bet and that's what I am betting that you're going to get the 335 and four before you get the 99 and zero because yeah this not this is not the Kansas City defense it's not the Eagles defense it's not the Bears defense
0: yeah I think I could agree that going for under 100 passing yards is flukier than throwing for over 300 passing yards, especially when you're Chicago Bears and you're probably the worst team in football right now and you are going to be playing pretty far from behind most weeks
1: Right. And if you take out that one game against the Chiefs, which again, he missed part of the game as well, his numbers the other three weeks were 211,
0: and 350. Like
1: all of those are over 189. So,
0: you know, it's funny. I went into this matchup looking to fade Justin Fields, thinking that'd be an overcorrection, but there is no, there's not. It's very surprising the numbers were that low. So take them while you
1: can. And that's why we're bringing this to you on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have two player props I'm liking for this one. The first, Jason Katz beat me to it in our uh, picks article, which is up now at pfmbetting.com. I like Brian Robinson in the end zone tonight. He has, um, right now this season, he's seventh in rushing attempts inside the five-yard line, and he has just one touchdown. Of that top seven, only Alexander Madison has less rushing touchdowns than him this year at zero. And he would have had one last week against the Eagles, but he fumbled in the end zone. And, it was recovered by Terry McLaurin and this bears defense really can't stop a nosebleed and you could get it at plus money right now. Caesar's at plus one Oh four. So it's always important to line shop with these anytime touchdown prop numbers. And that one seems like a pretty safe bet in my estimation. So I'm going to go with him to score a touchdown. And I also like Cole commit under long reception at 50, 15 and a half. The commanders, I think I believe have given up close to the least amount of receiving guards this year, two tight ends. And, they haven't really given up big plays to them either. I mean, Dallas Goddard had one big one big reception last week. Besides that, besides that, they've held every tight end they faced to under fifteen and a half receiving yards for their longest catch. And Cole Komet, while he did have a big game last week. it's pretty much, he had more targets, more catches combined each last week than in the previous two weeks combined. And I was gonna lean first with Darnell Mooney under, but now with Chase Claypool out of the equation, he might be the beneficiary there. So. I was a little hesitant that like maybe he's going to have a big step up and roll because of that, but at least our props are correlated. Even though you have fields going over his passing yards, I just hope he throws them all at DJ more instead of Cole Komet.
1: They are, and I think we're both isolating on the same thing, that we surprisingly like more points than normal during a – Primetime game. And I did think it was amusing that Monday night with, with the Giants and Seahawks game that I, that I went to, everybody was talking about the overs, the overs, the overs. And I looked at that and I go, I just don't see it. Like the, the, the Giants offensive line is so bad that I don't see how they're going to score. Um, and it's not like Seattle's offense is that high profile. And so I avoided the total. Uh, but I do think you have a different situation this week with the very, very bad
0: defenses. You know, it's funny. Um, Kyle Soppey, I recorded the Monday Night Football podcast last week. We both leaned the over there, but that was pretty much the only thing we got wrong for the rest of that game. Each of my three-player props hit. I just thought that the Giants had come a little bit more prepared, having 10 days of rest with Ryan Dayball Mike Kafka, but really underestimated not just how bad this – I underestimated how bad this Giants offensive line was, and I even still thought it was really bad. And Daniel Jones even worse than I thought he was. I wasn't really buying into his breakout season from last year, because it was pretty conservative, a lot of design rollouts and short completion. So I wasn't really buying into him like the Giants were, that major contract they gave him, but they still, this all, that offense all a lot worse than I expected. But to recap, you lean with the over for tonight. You like Justin Fields is over for passing yards. And I like Brian, Ro- oh, and you like, uh, sorry, you like DJ more over for receiving yards. I like Brian Roberts again to the end zone and the, under for longs reception for cold Yeah. And I think you're going to see some points. I, I wouldn't say it's
1: going to be too high scoring, but if, if I had to predict, I think this is in the vein of maybe 31 to 20 with fields throwing for a couple of touchdowns. And um, I, I still expect Washington to to play better and win. I think Chicago's, I would say their best days are behind them. They haven't had any. Um, I guess they had a good first half last week, but um, yeah, I I just, I don't want to stomach laying that number. So maybe it's 31, 28, or maybe it's, you know, 27, 24 or something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, once this podcast drops in the morning, we'll have all our content up for the game previewing the Thursday night football matchup. We'll have picks and predictions from the entire PFF betting team, Kyle Sopi's same game parlay, player props, and more. And we we'll back tomorrow giving out the picks, and going over our best bets with a Sunday slate.